Hi, my name is Peter Maestri, and you're listening to Divorce the First Six Months. If you are someone who is about to go through a divorce, or maybe you're healing from one, then you're in the right place. This conversation and the stories you're going to listen to focus on people who have gone through a divorce, and more importantly, how they navigated through it. Having said that, let's get right into it. I always think about when you're in a plane, they tell you, put the mask on you first before your kids. And I'm hearing, I'm hearing that inside of your story. How important was that self-care? Crucial. Crucial. Um, it's absolutely true. Uh, it's absolutely true because like you are the fountain from which they drink, right? And you've got to fill your cup. You got to rest. You got to take care of yourself. I, I won't say you got to. I'll say I, I needed to. I, I believe, you know, that we all know that put the mask on yourself thing. Right. And, and it's, a, it's a cliche in our society, but it's so true. And so, yeah, that was crucial. If I wasn't taking care of myself, I got support. I got coaching. I joined men's groups. I had support of other men, men who had gone through divorce, men who had dealt with a difficult co-parent men who, who knew how to fucking challenge me into stepping up when I felt like I didn't know how to contend with what I was dealing with. So tell me about expectations. Cause it seems like there's a lot of it in, inside your story. How did you, I mean, what are the pros and cons of expectations, especially inside of the first six months where you're dealing with so much so quickly? Tell me, could you say a little bit more about what do you mean by expectations? My expectations, other people's expectations, what I you, expected. Yeah. How did you manage the uh, expectations not being met, being met inside of what you thought it looked like? Because you, you, you said a, a couple of things, right? That struck me. One is family, right? So you have this, this code that you've been taught as a boy, and then now you're a man and you're trying to honor that. And then there's this code that you have as a man honoring yourself. So there's a lot of expectations in all of this because, and a lot of the expectations are from other people, from your your ex, from your family. Like, how did you navigate expectations? Because I feel like that's a big pitfall for most of us is that we fall victim or maybe not victim. Maybe that's not a, maybe that's a trigger word for some people, but we fall inside of this realm of what's expected of us as opposed to honoring, which is what I hear in your story, who you are, the self. Yeah. So for me, I think as I, as I listen to this and reflect on this question more, I think that my decision to leave was, was the beginning or maybe not the beginning, but the culmination or, or the, the climax of my saying, fuck off to expectations. Like I got to honor myself. And so I made myself sick managing other people's expectations, literally. Like I, I was obese. I was unhealthy. I had skin issues. I had digestive issues. I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease. Like I made myself physically, emotionally, spiritually sick, crying myself into a box that I didn't fit in to fit other people's expectations of, of the culture and my ex-wife and family and you know the other fucking parents at school and whatever um 
when I began to heal is when I stopped giving a shit. I don't want to say I stopped giving a shit because I, I think we still give a shit, but I stopped being guided by other people's expectations. And I started honoring myself and I started trusting myself and I started just owning who I am. Um, and it was not easy. Uh, you know, there've been periods of time where like I had no support, like the first year of the divorce, my mom didn't talk to me for the whole first year, not because I got divorced, but because some other expectation of hers that I didn't meet in a conversation or something like that. And here I am fucking divorced, you know, separate from my, from my breaking up my family and raising two small kids, one with special needs on my own. And like my mom didn't talk to me for a year. And, um, but I was, I had resolved to, to come back home to myself because what I knew is this. These boys chose me as a father somehow on a spiritual plane. Right. And I have, I'm their guy. I'm their fucking guy. And they need me to be at my best, which means being at my best of who I am. And so you talk about what did I source? I sourced that. I sourced that understanding that like, I, they chose me to give them what I know, what I feel, what I have, what I see, what, what resources I have. And I'm a bit of an outlier. I'm a bit of a Rastan Babylon kind of a guy. I'm a little bit of a don't fit in square peg round hole kind of a guy. And I, I marched to the beat of my own drum and I have a lot of polarizing views and um, I don't feel like I belong in culture in the way in this Western civilization culture that we have. And um, <clears throat> you know, I realized that like I'm dishonoring these kids by trying to fit the culture and fit expectations. I got to be me because there's something in me that they need. And they chose me and that I, there's many people around who will give them traditional perspectives you know, certain knowledge, certain skills, whatever, but only I can give them uh, the depth of, of my soul, the wisdom that I have that's, you know, uniquely mine and my unique perspectives. And so I focused on that. Was there ever an, an aha moment? Like a moment where you were like, it clicked. And you yeah. were like, it took a while for me to get to towards creating action, but I, there's a moment that, that stands out clearly in my mind is I remember being at my brother's wedding. My brother's five years younger than me. And I think my son, my oldest son was, I want to say he was maybe two. I don't know. Some, I don't know. Two years old, something like that. Somewhere where he was like kind of still in a, maybe he was one. I don't know what, still in a stroller, something I want to imagine. 
maybe not, but walking. And he's a stubborn motherfucker. My, my firstborn, I love him. He's a Taurus. <laughs> he challenges me. He's been stubborn since the day he was born and before. He didn't even want to be born. He had to be physically cut out and extracted from his mother's womb against his will at 42 weeks. He was like, I'm fucking staying. <laughs> and it's been that process ever since. Bless him. And um, so we're getting ready to go down the processional and the wedding and my brother's wedding and family's there and my dad and this, and like, yeah, there's all the pressure, you know, like we're about to go walk down the aisle and he's not wearing his shoes. <laughs> and I, and my and I'm like, my dad was like, you know, you got to get your get the shoes on the kid, you know, and he wouldn't want to put on his shoes. And I'm like, I found myself suddenly I'm holding, I'm squeezing my fucking young toddler's leg, trying to cram this shoe on him, like with aggression and anger and being like, you get this fucking shoe on, whatever it was, you better get this shoe on. And in that moment, I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, that's not me. I don't give a shit if he has a shoe on or not. That's my father. That's the people. That's the, like, I don't give a fuck if he has this shoe on. And I'm sitting here getting angry at my kid and acting someone else's agenda on this two-year-old kid who doesn't want to wear shoes at the wedding procession and who gives a fuck. Yeah. You know, and, and in that moment, I was like, what the fuck am I doing? No, this cannot, I can't, this is not how it goes. I was like, a powerful moment for me where it, it it all realized how much weight came off your shoulders in that moment well 150 pounds eventually <laughs> <clears throat> uh, although looking at the next maybe let's scale that back to 125 now yeah. <laughs> after covid yeah. this conversation started because someone challenged me to be vulnerable so i'm challenging you Share yourself and your story. Be courageous. Be vulnerable. It makes a difference.